Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi, everyone. This is Rohit from Life Self Mastery, and today I'm excited to have Dimitro Okinev, who's the founder and owner of Chanti, a team communication platform. Chanti is fast and ultra simple team chat to make a team super productive. Dimitro started toying with the idea of a chat app back in 2017 and he realized that team communication should be made easier more flexible and more powerful uh, dimitro has done his mba from sps swiss business school welcome to the show dimitro hi thanks for inviting me nice to meet you guys awesome you know uh, really really happy to uh, have you on the podcast uh, i wanted to know you know how did you get into entrepreneurship and startups and what really got you started uh, with, with your first business Well, I actually got like pretty neat neat job before that. Um the problem was that um I you know I climbed on the this career ladder and actually got I think you know enough money or I earned enough money, but I got not enough time and I got a lots of ideas. So I thought okay, um I was quite young and uh, you know there's not a lot of liabilities but then so I thought okay, by my path is to to uh, actually found my own company and do my own business be owner of my time right. and this is how it started yeah the first tries were really bad um and then i think only my third company actually was like more or less what i would what i would envision yeah got it and you, you know you before the call you mentioned you've you run a couple of businesses you know we'll talk about chanti which is the business that you're running right now but what are the other businesses that you ran or you're still running right now yeah so um actually you know to start chanti which is a product and uh, you need like um yeah you, you need to finance this um and i was thinking okay i cannot finance a product or actually i was not really believe into the um you know venture capitalism and so on so i thought that i have to start from something small where i can exchange my time to money so i started an agency i started uh, a design agency and then i thought like okay um this business is getting popular and uh, got traction so i will start a software development center because i'm i was a ukrainian in uh, switzerland so from very poor country in very rich country There's a lots of connections um, in Ukraine, so yeah, I, I, I started the development company, and the, uh, when when we got some traction, obviously money, I, I thought like, okay, we can start trying to um, create a product. So my first product was a niche product in the financial sector, and then I started Chantia. Yeah. Nice and. Um... Uh, you know when when you you run your design uh, firm uh, is it possible to to really scale it up and you know uh, be hands off uh, you know since you're running both the both the companies at the same time yeah definitely you see it depends on the stage of the company um early stage startups obviously require like your full commitment uh, not even 100% commitment but more like uh, 200% commitment but when the company grew up you actually have to step up as a founder and either you create their efficient management system or or you don't have a business you have like your job 
So with the agency, the story was the same. Um, I was working there as a designer and design director, yeah, like day and night. Um, we, we grew up and then actually I stepped out a little bit from the operational management and participate only in some like activities that I found interesting or very attractive from the business perspective or from personal perspective. And you know, um, since you're running your uh, design firm, what, what, uh, how did you get the idea about Chanti, and what got you, you know, uh, going with the uh, with Chanti? Because you you're taking on some really big uh, companies, especially Microsoft Teams and Slack. But uh, you know, what is the uniqueness about Chanti? Yeah, look, uh, back then um, the idea came to my mind in uh, 2013, where actually Slack was no buzzword, so Slack was not existent or yeah. anybody like, like have no idea what it is um and um actually it my idea came to me uh, from my design business because you see the design is really a non-formalized topic and to to sell efficiently design i actually sold efficient communication and management because from one side we got like big clients there was Apple, Adobe, Swiss banks as a clients, Zynga and a few other like companies like Toyota and Heineken and so on. So these big corporations from other side, we were like relatively small design studio. We got some suppliers like freelancers or marketing agencies. So you see like I should connect with different stakeholders from different countries, from uh, different kinds of organizations, agencies, enterprises, startups, freelancers, and connect them all together. So it was really hard. Um, it, it looks like I did, well, relatively good job on that. And I thought, okay, how we can automate this? How we can make it uh, simpler? How we can make this communication efficient? And I thought that, okay, we need to create an enterprise communication platform. And that's how the idea of Chanti actually started. And, you know, uh, since you uh, moved on from, from a design firm, uh, uh, you know, are there, are there any rules for, for making great designs? Uh, or do you think, you know, design is something which comes very intuitively to people? Or, uh, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that since you work with some great firms before? I was, when I was a designer in, um, and was working in the agency as a designer, we got a few different kinds of designers. One were, you know, like really just seeing this, but I was a like scientific based designer. So for me, it was more like, you know, like architecture. So I was um, applying um, science into create creation of the interfaces and websites. That played well because the decisions were at least data informed or sometimes even, you know, data driven. So usually it was um, easy to explain customers why we are doing things this way, even though we might don't like them, but actually they are, let's say, converting great, you know, like they are affecting their uh, income in a, in a really positive way. So no, I think this is the area of science. And well, of course, you know, at some point it's an art, but first it's a science. Interesting. And, um, you know, let's talk about Chanti, you know, how did you get your first few, uh, first few customers, uh, since you, you know, after you built your, uh, built your app, did you get it mostly from the customers that you're serving? Um, 
No. Um, so we've started our marketing from the day one. So okay. uh, we, we even started marketing when we got no, let's say, server-side develop, development started. Um, but yeah, we created landing, we created some advertisement, we started to push articles to our blog, you know, uh, talk about our journey, our like user research and so on. And that's how we um, slowly became like a thought leader in the field because we also did many reviews of existing communication software and so on. And therefore, um, we got some user base who was like more or less on the topic of communication, collaboration, and so on. Um, once we released our really first beta product, I think it was somewhere at the 2018, after a year of development. Um, yeah, those guys from our email list, from our like blog visitors, they became our first early adopters actually, yeah. Interesting. And, you know, how many customers do you currently have right now? So currently we have like 32 thousands of teams registered in the system. That's, well, that's quite big amount of actually users because each team has um, at least two, but usually around 40, 40 users. Yeah. And uh, are all of them paid customers? Of course not. Um, we got only, um, not mistaken, at this moment we have like 17% of paid customers out of this amount. So, um, yeah, and I think this is a pretty neat number actually. Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing instructions, and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. Uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. What is the pricing model? Did you, uh, is it a freemium model where you give extra benefits to others for, uh, for, for more features uh, with uh, different pricing? Yeah, this is really easy freemium model. So uh, we offer... What we can offer for free, we are offering for free. That's, by the way, quite a, quite a wide product that we can offer for free. And then what, like, let's say, resource-heavy or development-heavy or server-heavy, uh, that's for what we are taking money and our pricing is really affordable. So we take $3 per user per month on the annual billing and $4 per user per month on the monthly billing. So that's, that's quite cheap. Got it. And uh, so, uh, you know, 17% uh, users uh, are there. So uh, what's your current revenue around $150,000 per month? 120. 120. Okay. Got it. And, and you've been running it for last uh, four years now. Exactly. Got it. And, and actually yeah. selling, selling that for the last uh, two years. Two years. Okay. Got it. Interesting. And, uh, you know, what are some of the distribution channels you're using to drive, uh, you know, more traffic? I, I believe it was word of mouth and SEO and content, which drove the initial uh, f first customers. But what, what, are the, what are the distribution channels that you're relying on right now? Yeah, we are playing the long game. Okay. Um, and therefore, we are, we are doing CEO 
and content marketing from the day one. So currently, 83% uh, of all our traffic is actually coming from the CEO, from Google okay. search. Thanks. And the rest is distributed between uh, like PR and social media. And we are growing social media right now. So um, I see the growth in social media. Got it. And uh, when you talk about uh, social media, do you focus on B2B customers on, on LinkedIn or, you know, what are some of the strategies which has worked for you uh, for for product like yours? Look, we created a product for the team, team like ours, so relatively small team. Uh, so we are 22 full-timers and 10 freelancers. Um, freelancers are mostly sales reps. And um, yeah, we, our, our customers that small. So actually, these are the teams from the 10 to 100 people. Uh, for us, what works well is um, obviously CEO, and then we also see potential on LinkedIn. So it works quite nicely for the B2B. Um, yeah, and to the, actually the other social media. So our Facebook group is, is performing well. And right now we started to, to promote our Instagram page, and we also got some traction from there. Got it. So, uh, so how, how, how Chanty different from Microsoft Teams and Slack? Do you focus on enterprises which are which are uh, smaller in size and have uh, hundred people in the team, or you have a? Uh, how would you differentiate yourself from uh, from the big ones? Yeah. So first of all, we are aiming for the different clientele. So um, Slack and Microsoft Teams, um, they are aimed for the um, enterprises. Right. We are aiming for the SMB or SMEs. Our biggest client is 1,000 uh, users, but that's, that's the biggest. Yeah. Um, core business of Slack is actually, you know, companies which are starting from 1,000, and the same for Microsoft Teams. Um, and, you know, it's, it's in the core of the product. So uh, our product is great for small teams, but for the bigger teams, um, yeah, we have to do some customizations, work with them, which is typical enterprise game, but still, you know, out of the box, you can, you can use it really well for the small team. And we... We obviously have this uh, chat system communication platform, which is very, very similar to uh, Slack and Microsoft Teams, the same like rooms, channels, conversations. But then we have a USB that we have built in task manager and Kanban board. So that, that creates like really interesting use cases where actually you can, you know, share tasks directly in your conversations, convert message to a task or convert task for a discussion. These are really, really handy uh, things, tools, which are saving you lots of time. And what we also got is we got robust video calling solution to make video calls, like a Zoom level calls, which are, uh, let's say Slack cannot provide, they, they, they don't have you know, good, stable, reliable calls at this moment. Um, yeah, so you see that's a combination of the things like on the like high level on the low level there are some Also like differences of course, but you know this here and there but more or less we're in the same sector Got it. And um, 
you know what is what is your uh, cost of acquisition uh, for for a customer and you know to what is what to be the lifetime value of the customer yeah so the last time that we measured that it was um, early january the uh, cac so customer acquisition cost was 487 if i'm not okay. mistaken so almost 500 and ltv at that moment was 1200 got it i think, you know, I think. yeah we are, we are relatively a uh, young company on the market we basically have almost no chance so it was the time you know at that moment when we actually got that that number Oh, nice. So it's, it's almost 2.5 times. Uh, uh, but uh, you mentioned you don't have much churn, churn rate. Uh, is that right? Yeah, at this moment, um, like from the paid customers, we don't have much of the churn rate. Uh, obviously, this is a freemium model. So right. lots who came, they came, I don't know, for, for many reasons. Sometimes it's not even a usage of software, just checking what's there. Um, so there, yeah, people are just trying for a few days and yeah, basically not, uh, not using that. Yeah, I think that's fantastic because, uh, you have such low chain rate, but do you think that's because of the pricing, uh, and, uh, which comes, uh, uh, because of the benefits you give across, uh, different features? I think that's because we love our customers, you know, we provide like customer care as much as we can. Um, I personally provide customer care. Oh, nice. Um, not only me, but me as well, because I would like to see our problems, you know, really from the bottom and communicate with customers. It's, it's, it's really essential for a young company to, you know, to know your customer, to communicate with them in any form, like do Zoom calls, like, or jump on any other video calls or, call them, write them. It's really beneficial. You know, you know how, uh, how people are using your software. So I will do that till the time, you know, when um, I will have time. So when I, I think it, it, it plays well because we can negotiate something with any of our customers. They want to have like a small change or they suggest improvement. Um, we can react quickly and you know, that increase in, in customer retention. So basically reducing churn. Right, very interesting. And, you, you know, just to follow up on that, what do you think is customer success uh, for, a, for a company? Uh, is it to make sure all the customers are happy or just to make sure uh, some of the, you know, uh, um, most beneficial or highly effective customers are, are retained? Well, what do you think would be customer success in your view? Um. I would say that um, we should clarify this customer success or consumer success. Uh, yeah, consumer, consumer success, uh, people who are paying money uh, for your service. Uh, how do you, and uh, if you're able to retain them, uh, obviously, but you know, uh, what in your view would be consumer success? Yeah, of course. Look, this is, this is the experience that you provide, you know, from from the very beginning till very end. Um, it's not only when they became our customers, but 
you know, how they actually were treated even on the pre-sale stage or on discovery phase or on the consideration phase of their journey. And then when they became the uh, like newbies on the platform, how they will be supported and later how how we can communicate with them when they are already advanced users of uh, on the system, you see. In general, yeah, well, frankly speaking, we cannot please everybody, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, we are doing our best. And when we provide some promise to our customer, this is the second to none to, you know, to keep our word and yeah, to, to fulfill these promises. Today, I have an interesting stat for you to denote that the founder of Beautiful Lives increased the social media presence by 10x. They managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost-effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use lifestylemastery.com slash socialpilot to get a 14-day free trial. Got it. And, uh, you know, uh, you're almost at a $1.5 million ARR. Um, are you looking to raise outside funding uh, or would you be bootstrapped and uh, keep going from there? Um, well, I'm a businessman. Um, I came to that to this business actually with already like secured by my previous businesses, which are profitable. So they are generating some funds, you know, to finance this company. So luckily we were bootstrapped and didn't uh, you know, attract any um, external money from the beginning. Um, I'm also not aiming for the global dominance, you know, like on the world level to be, uh, you know, the, this this company will generate billions because, you know, we will invest right now like hundreds of millions into this, like this luck way, I'll say. So, yeah, we are trying to, to be small and humble and actually resilient. Um, of course, if like, yeah, let's say if I will receive an offer that will be, I don't know, like in very attractive terms, I would definitely would consider, you know, at least to, to check for the last time when, um, when actually our company was valued in, uh, $20 million, oh. we, we were not like, I decided not to agree. So the, the terms were quite, yeah, not, not attractive for me. So I decided not to go, but I think we are doing fine. And actually, um, yeah, of course we are talking about the revenue. There are also costs, um, but I think we are still doing fine. No, I think, I think you're doing a great job uh, and, you know, building a, a great product for uh, focusing on, on a very niche right uh, market. Now, how, how do you focus on building, you know, so many companies uh, uh, at the same time? What is what is your time schedule uh, whereby you're able to focus on different things at the same time? Um, I think it's a, it's a matter of prioritization of your time, definitely. I'm quite greedy uh, for my time. I usually have a schedule divided by 15 minutes. Um, I have some sort of like a strategy in place for me and uh, of course our top management. And it's, it's about delegation. I'm trying to, to hire people who are much, much more smarter than me and who can do their job really, really, really well. 
Um, it's hard. Um, we are making lots of mistakes. Yes, but we are learning each time when we are making mistakes and trying to avoid this in the future. Um, and yeah, with this, you know, 12 years in the entrepreneurship, um, I think I got some experience in my own way. Uh, I wouldn't say that this is the best way, but it's my own way how I, I think I can manage all this. Um, yeah, I do weekly calls. I do uh, sometimes I even do daily calls when somewhere the problem. And we've implemented OKR quite efficiently. We're setting up the goals and you know trying to trying to hit them. Very interesting. And uh, you know you've you set up a very entrepreneurial culture. Uh, uh, how do you how do you go about building a very specific culture which is entrepreneurial uh, uh, across across different uh, you know companies that you've built? Any uh, any initiatives that have worked out well and maybe not worked out so well for you, which you want to share? Um, that's exactly about culture. So um, you see, when you hire somebody like to work for you, uh, basically people. People are treating this as a work, but actually you have to hire them like, like a partners. They should be interested in your success. So obviously bonuses or direct uh, percentage from the income of the company and so on. So they will be really, really motivated. It doesn't mean that you know, like everybody should be like that. No, of course there are some static roles or doing, uh, let's say, routine job, which is very, very important, but um, it's just the operational activity. So therefore there could be a guide for that. But on some high level position, of course, we need the people, you know, with this sort of like a mix of uh, science and art who own their process and who can, you know, like tackle some details in this process and they know how to do it because they are like very professional. All right. And, uh, you know, uh, what is uh, what are some of the learnings you've had when it comes to you know branding and messaging uh, chanty uh, uh, were there any mistakes you made because when you want to brand yourself as a uh, as a as a product which takes on uh, some of the mightiest of uh, brand names what what were your lessons when you're trying to send across this uh, when it comes to branding and messaging uh, look i think we did a lot of mistake there um, and actually, I don't even think that we, you know, we nailed it really well. Um, but from the day one, the vision was to create a software for some specific audience with the story behind that. You know, I was uh, I was telling my employees to our team that when I was working in um, in Dallas in in, in U USA, I was working in the company who was a uh, software development uh, like pro pro product company, but the people who were working there, they were like, you know, like normal people. Right. It's not like a geeks, you know, these high trendy uh, IT guys or product guys from let's say uh, San Francisco, New York. These are regular people and they also need software. And they, they are not, you know, eager to some like really cool technologies and some fancy designs, but they need something that they can understand. So I thought, I thought that, okay, we have to create everything for the people so that then they can just use it. 
And for this, for this, we created personas based on that. And uh, we started to mail this messaging, you know, and even if you will go to our website, we have these funny characters, you know, which are like, look like with the big heads and, you know, small bodies. And I thought like, yeah, we have to use them because when we are using these uh, illustrations of, you know, like very uh, tall and very attractive people, that's, no, that's not how the reality works, right? Like we are not uh, living in the society where everybody is looking like a superstar. We are normal people and we are normal people. So we are also doing software, you know, for, for regular people and, you know, trying to think how they would think about the software. So we put that in our brand messaging. Uh, we put that into our design. We put that in our brand. So this is understandable brand for everybody without, you know, some like uh, curly aesthetics. And, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I really like how you build a customer persona and, you know, you you start building a, your branding message from there. And, um, you know, what do you think about the future of work? Uh, you know, we've been in the, in the COVID times, you're working remotely. Uh, you know, 2020 has been an inflection point where everybody is now working from home and Zoom is very uh, uh, prominent and uh, people are working on Slack and they're using uh, uh, your software. Uh, what do you think is the future of work and communication? Do you think it's people would be using such software more or is it going to go back to uh, to the office world? I think we all, like, value communication, like person, in-person communication as, you know, as much as possible at this moment. Um, even though everybody realized that, okay, some things were really unnecessary and uh, you don't have to fly for a meeting for five hours and stay, you know, overnight in the hotel to just, you know, like sit on the table with somebody for one hour. So this is very controversial topic where, which we can discuss for a long, but uh, concretely what I would like to say is that um, we see like massive digitalization of every, you know, human process at this moment. This will continue. But what will also continue is that we will have like also much more niche software for um, every specific function. And this will be like, like augmented communication. So it will be communication, maybe personal, but with some benefits from digital or the vice versa. So there will be digital communication, but with some offline component, something like that. So that's that's my view on that. Yeah, even I think it's going to be more hybrid, you know, digital as well as face-to-face uh, -face communication. And uh, Dimitri, I just quickly want to do the top three. What's your favorite business book? Yeah, look, uh, there are many really nice business books. Um, I think I really like, um, yeah, just really simple book. The, the book was has uh, some really dull name. It was like How to Became Rich. Uh, but it was uh, written by the Wall Street pioneer. I actually can't remember the name at this moment. Um, but the book was really nice, like very simple explanation, actually, what you have to do in order to build and maintain, you know, your wealth. 
Correct. And, uh, uh, you know, if you could go back in time when you started working on Chanti, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? I would say um, we have to validate our ideas faster. We were really, um, you know, we were really about the idea of one more feature to make a, a perfect product. Go fast to the market test, receive feedback, iterate, stuff like that. The faster you do it, the better. Ideally, once in two weeks. That would be ideal. Interesting. And do you have any favorite online tools, example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom? Um, I think this uh, Miro, M-I-R-O, this is like the collaborative whiteboard solution. Right. is extremely powerful thing. This this will be definitely the tool of the future. Um, the company is really nice as well. Um, Pitch, the rival of PowerPoint, is also like really, really, really great example of, yeah, of, of, of like a new business. Yeah. I will put that in the show notes. Uh, what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about Chanti? Well, of course, you have my LinkedIn, you have my Twitter. Um, I'm actually a support member of Chanti, so you can just write to the support channel of Chanti or any support channel. And uh, yeah, I think our, our team will make sure that uh, you, you can reach me out directly. Awesome. We'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Dimitro, thank you so much for taking out time and speaking to us. I really enjoyed my conversation with you. Thank you very much. And once again, thank you for your invitation enjoyed it thanks for listening to the life self mastery podcast where we teach you how to start and grow your online business for more information visit rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com <laughs>